Welcome to this episode of Love Liverpool, brought to you by the Liverpool Everyman and Playhouse Theatres. The commission from this episode is from us, in Clueless Theatre. You can watch our video of this piece, which includes British Sign Language, on the Everyman and Playhouse website. The link is in the episode description. And as always, you can find more episode content and a transcript of this episode on the website too. Enjoy! I'll go tomorrow. No. I'll go today, before heading into town. I'll pop into Aldi and then I'll go. The thoughts I think to myself before getting that book from the library. A second thought. A book recommended to me by a friend. I probably should have just asked to lend it. I could always order one off Amazon. I don't get paid for another two weeks. I'll go today, before heading into town. Past Lime Street. Across the cobbles. Dodging the puddles. C-E-N-T-R-A-L-L-I-B-R-A-R-Y Central Library, the sign reads. In front of my feet, the names engraved with famous titles from books, cinema and music into the grey granite pavement slabs. The Lord of the Rings above my toes. I've never seen The Lord of the Rings. Maybe I'll watch it when I get home. Focus, book. I walk through the double doors, faced with a wall of warm air in comparison to the frosty, windy Liverpool climate. Similar to that feeling when you step off a plane landing in a hot country, but different. This air feels like home. I don't know where to start. I stare at the amazing rooftop skylight. the curves of each floor with escalators perfectly cascading down either side of each level. The Niagara Falls of buildings. To my left, colorful soft seats, children draped across the floors, decks and chairs. One family, one mother, two sons, a son on either side, like two guardian angels peering over her shoulder at a book placed in her lap. The tiger who came to tea. Enchanted, the two brothers sat there in a stillness. To my right, the smell of black coffee in a paper cup. The Liverpool echo opened onto the back page. A pair of scratch glasses on a furrowed brow. The man stares at the words on the page. I wonder, did his favorite team play well this weekend? Is he a red or a blue? Library, a building or room containing collections of books, periodicals and sometimes films and recorded music for use of the public or members of an institution. A place where things are usually quiet, yet each floor is filled with the loudness of people's stories. Retired men glancing through the history section. An international student with an English language book in hand or an actress scouring through the selection of plays, picturing herself as the protagonist. A place deemed quiet sometimes feels so loud. 
It's at the time. I'm so late. I passed the furrowed brow and his black coffee, the mother and her guardian angels, past the Niagara Falls and through the double doors, where the air chills my cheeks and my toes once again pass the Lord of the Rings. Then I realise. Book, I forget to get the one thing I came to the library for. So there I go, back through the double doors, past the Niagara Falls, the angels to my right and the black coffee to my left. I sit at the nearest computer and type in the book I came to take out. F-A-R-E-N-H-E-I-T 451, Fahrenheit 451, I type into the search bar. Unavailable. This book is currently on a loan for a 28 day period. I shrugged my shoulders and left what just 10 seconds ago was a magical world which I was lost in, dissipated in front of me. Whoever said there's no feeling like getting lost in a good book obviously has never got lost in Liverpool Central Library. Hi, my name's Susie Mack. I'm a Liverpool poet and artist. I wrote the poem I'm about to read back in the 1990s, but I've recently gone over it again to give it a slight makeover. It's about my hometown of Liverpool, the place where I live and the place that I love. This poem is my take on our wonderful city, just a few words from the heart. I hope it inspires the reader to find their own take and their own interpretation from my words, maybe evoking memories of their own from this amazing city of dreams. I hope you enjoy my poem. It's called City of Dreams. I love you, City of Dreams. City of football teams. City of Brookie and bread. City of Peerhead. I love you, city with a proud Scouse voice, city of diversity and choice, city of two cathedrals grand, city of the friendliest people in the land. I love you, city of hope, city with plenty of scope, city giving talent a part, city with a big happy heart, I love you, city of smiles, city of humour spanning miles, city of the Beatles and song, city where I know I belong. I love you, city of dolite blues, city of job centre queues, city of scouse without meat, city of Hillsborough without defeat. Thank you. Diary Extracts, A Walks on Ottersbull Prom 6th of October 1989 A windy day, the gulls rise high in the distance like scraps of charred paper Black silhouette shreds rising in random tears against the grey sky as if from a dying fire The water is alive today, sepia tones The other side so near and clear some days it feels like you can touch the Welsh hills. 
On the grass, the flock of starlings rests, surrounded by more goals, all in formation, facing into the wind, carefully spaced. Pintails hurtle past on the wind, going upstream, the odd wing beat to correct direction. Then an unspoken agreement turns them and they fall out of the stream force down into the water. Uprises a sandpiper from the mud. 1st of January, 1990. On this still semi-set jelly of a river, the evidence of last night's revels bob and slime their way out to sea. Against the grey merging mist wraiths on the water, the hurrying gulls with their wild screams weave and dive in frenzied feeding. 2nd of January, 1990. Oh boy, C6. Designer red on the grey jelly of a river. This is a cold day. This is a still day. No gulls swoop. They sit and wait. 9th of February, 1991. I saw my first dead seagull today, lying in the mud with wings outstretched. It looked almost right, but the feathers weren't quite as they should be, nor the head position. I wonder what seagulls die of. A heart attack? Water on the lungs? Mid-air collision? Food poisoning? Old age? How do you tell the age of a gull? They all look the same to me, apart from the young brownie ones, or the ones with only one leg. A surprising number are amputees. What a strain it to be a one-legged gull. Or do they just like standing on one leg for a bit? On this day... Ruth phoned from Germany to say her suitcase had gone missing. She's on an exchange. The host family are nice, she whispered down the phone. But I feel a divvy. I can't speak German like they can speak English. And Mum, I miss you. 27th of October, 2020. I made a special trip to the prom today to the river of my life. My regular walk now is Sefton Park. Moved house, no dog, older legs. <clears throat> A cold, wet, windy morning. A few gulls on the grass, all socially distanced. Lots of families braving the weather. Half term, no trips to sunnier climes this year. Boy C6, still there on the grey tide. I think it's more updated version. I take a photograph on my phone. It matches the one I have in my old diary, but that's hard copy. On this morning, Ruth phoned from halfway round the world, happy on her wedding anniversary day. We plan for when I might be able to see her. We laugh and the call ends. I whisper down the dead phone. And I miss you. There is poetry in the pavements of Norris Green, and those pavements belong to the people and their unrivaled unity in community. Pavements upon pavements upon pavements upon pavements provide scenes and dreams, safely securing spellbound hearts. These pavements at times may be jagged and difficult to maintain, and just like life, they may disintegrate and become damaged. Paving slabs become uneven paving slabs, then cracked paving slabs become broken paving slabs. 
erosion can challenge us all, but it's a challenge accepted, as no matter the damage, not as green pavements will remain poetic pathways and rhyming runways leading you and nudging you to a bigger world outside. Not as green as the heart, kidneys and liver of Liverpool, as the surrounding areas sweetly serenade and function as the arms, hips, legs and elbows, all working and functioning in unison to perfection. The streets still display youthful schemes and plenty of discarded dreams, but a plethora of beautiful people pass with grit and wholehearted working class determination to succeed. Norris Green has historic places and pieces of poetry placed amongst this wholesome community. The white wonky van that sold everything from crisp pens and 20 number 10s, videos, cassettes and food for your pets. Never underestimate what this meant, a shop on three wheels on a poetic pavement. This is also a gathering and place of valuable chat and voluptuous three-day debate on council estate. Broadway has its two infamous roundabouts, form like two colliding planets planted precisely on air to ensure we all stall in our first, second and third driving lesson. Broadway bats brought swimming to many with lifeguards also being asked, could they also guard us from life? And just paring down monitoring the activity below is Broadway Bridge, unusable unsure and uncertain, a window of the past but still a picture of promise and potential. St Teresa's Church Social Club and the Green Peppers Social Club housed a gazillion events as locals drank with locals and their local families and formed friendships that will never end, all sat amongst our nearby Parthine and Bunnymen Drive. The historic conundrum and regular fact or fiction game show centred around the statement, there was a time when there was no pubs in not a screen and this still haunts the minds of many. I still don't know if it's true. Even yesterday I asked six people for an answer and received 126 answers, but at least people fought for inclusion, which is caring and kind. The boot estate wasn't great. A tough fate for many. So, let's just leave it there. In a forum and out of forum course, school debate as a classroom of kids all wanted to shake it all about forum. And bookmakers on every street confuse us all by never making books. The lengthy Lorenzo Drive sounded like it was a place for the FBI, but the Super Leo supermarket nearby brought everything to those who needed everything. Stalisfield Avenue and Scarborough Avenue are two arms stretched out wide, keeping West Derby and East Lancashire Road at bay. And Scarborough Avenue is a home for shops, and back in the day, Chandler's and Bobby's were hubs for those with talk, chat and lots to say. And Scarborough Field brought a basketball game to those who didn't really understand what basketball was, but a new sporting task was born. Cottersbrook Road carefully cares for the collective, and Braidbrook Road has a way to keep things at bay. Strawberry Road is sweet and secure, as Norris Green Park delivers more. Norris Green is ours, and it's yours. Let's build it up, not build it down. Say hello to it or goodbye to it. Either way, just love it because it loves you. The fog of cigarette smoke and petrol fumes coat my hair and clothes. I breathe out slowly, cold seeping into my skin as a freezing fog, wrapping around my bones like a sodden blanket. It's 8am and the lane is already buzzing. The corner shop is the first stop. Six school kids are huddled outside of the front door, all trying desperately to light a cigarette from a battered packet presumably bought for them by an older sibling. Past the scruffy blazers and dodgy buzz cuts lies a block of flats. 
So far, I have only met two tenants. An angry, six-foot-tall man from Russia who shouts at the teenagers who pretend to be homeless outside of the co-op, and a local, elderly gentleman. He wheels himself out every morning to observe the passers-by, wearing navy pyjamas and beige slippers. He asks for 50p from anyone who crosses on his side of the pavement. No one knows why he just wants 50p, and not more. We've never really asked. On down the crooked pavement lies Keith's. By day, a normal bar that sells a decent full English and a cheap pint. By night, a flurry of open mic ballads and rounds of drinks, with locals spilling out onto the road to continue the slurred jeers of Sweet Caroline into the early hours. A beautiful sight. An elderly woman sits at her window in one of the neat red brick houses just next to the nursery school that meets Egbert Road. The early morning sunlight is finally beginning to break through the candy floss skies. The golden gleam touches her face as if the sun is appreciating her presence. She rocks back and forth in her chair, waving excitedly to a group of toddlers as they waddle down the lane, clutching onto their mother's skirt with one hand, suckling on the other. Without hesitation, they let go of their grasp and run towards her window, shrieking with nothing but sheer joy. The coronavirus pandemic spread to Europe and had reached the UK by the end of 2020 by Ruth Less. It's happened in a flash, just like that. A dark mist loomed over the world. The press reported a new and deadly virus. Life as we knew it abandoned. Mere mortals became our heroes. Power and money held no value. Work, schools deserted. Life, it seemed, had lost its purpose. And we had lost our way. Prisoners in our own homes unable to venture out. Freedom a commodity. Shunning hugs and kisses, children held at a distance as we headed straight for disaster. Yet the world continues to rotate, beautiful and majestic. Seas of blue and meadows emerald green, perhaps sending out that all-important message. Remember, when you return, please be kind to me and each other.